You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. Our main text for the series is found in Matthew 4.19 as we look at the life of Peter and how Peter went on a journey with Jesus for three years and the preachings and the sermons he made that impacted the early church. And in Matthew 4.19, that's our main text, it says there, Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. Again, as what I said last week, this was the very first encounter of Jesus with the disciples. And on the very first day, the first thing Jesus tells them is, Come follow me. And there's the process of following Jesus so that we get to know His message, we get to know how He lived, and get to know His very heart for the world. And so He tells the disciples, come follow me, and then He says, I will make you fishers of men. And we've been talking about mission, that everybody here, as Christians, we should be people on a mission. It's just going to be hard to wake up every morning without a mission in life. Imagine mo, no? without any motivation of waking up because you know it's just going to be the usual grind, it's business as usual, and there's no really legitimate mission that I have embraced so that I could live it out. The good news is, as Christians, God has called each and every one of us on a mission. We all have a mission. You can't live life without it. That's why you see a lot of bored people today. Why? Because they don't have mission. Well, I... If your only mission in life is to build wealth, be successful, at the end of the day, you can't bring that to heaven with you or to hell, okay? Or to eternity with you. You can't bring it with you. I remember I was discipling this young Chinese guy, new in church, was a businessman, was very successful. And I told him, "Uh, brother, uh, why do you want, you know, what do you think God is calling you to do? And he says, I think my mission is to earn a lot of money and be successful in business. I said, for what reason? He said, because I want to provide for my family. I said, that's good. What else? Well, uh, really, just to provide for my family. Okay, I said, so I had to rephrase the question and ask him, no, if money was not an issue for you, what do you think God is calling you to do? He says, I think to earn more money. Wow, okay, for what? He says, again, it's to provide the best for my family. And then I had to repeat the question. It was the same answer. It was to have more money to provide for the family. Until I just said, can you please adopt me? I want to be part of your family. But then I had to, I had to bring him back to Scripture to tell him that you have a mission more than just providing for your family and just getting rich. In fact, those are things that God gives you as a platform so that you can, be, you can spread and live out the message and the mission that God has for you. Because once we think that life is all about just creating wealth and being successful and being happy, it is such a short-term way to live. It's so trivial to live that way. And after that, what happens next? Everybody here, God has given us a mission. And we've been looking at that for the past five weeks. The man, Jesus Christ. Follow Jesus And once you get to know Jesus and follow Him, you get now to understand the message. And therefore, I can give it away. Once we follow Jesus, once we get the message, and once we get the message, what happens? We are compelled to do the mission. I'm not here to force or push anyone to go do the mission. 
I'm here to tell you that once you encounter the life-changing Word of God and, 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 and be transformed by the Gospel, it compels you to move. It compels you just to embrace the mission. Nobody pushed us to go and make disciples. We were so touched by the gospel of Jesus Christ, we can't help but share the gospel to people. Once you get the message, you will embrace the mission. And that's our prayer for everyone here. That you would get the message. You know, they don't really go and, and, and do something about the message. Maybe because they haven't been touched by the message. Or maybe they don't know the message. And they're just attending church. Because once the encounter mo si Lord, once you have an encounter with God, it will never be the same again. And that's why we're called to embrace the mission that God has for our life. It's just like a movie. You watch a very good movie after going out of the movie house. Is there somebody out there like a pastor telling you, now go and share the movie? No. Because it has so touched and entertained you, you actually go and share it to your friends. The same way with the gospel. It is a story. It's the most powerful, transformative story. And we're not here outside waiting for you and saying, come on, go. Come on, go. No. We don't encourage you to do that. I hope you're compelled to do that. And that's why Paul was saying, I am compelled by the love of Christ. And that's why Peter and the disciples and the twelve disciples went out and preached the gospel. Bakit? Sobra tinamaani. They were so touched by the message. And last week, we talked about on, on Mother's Day, the gospel and what Christ did for us and how He died on the cross and what the cross literally means for you and me. And now we'll look, go deeper on that message and I do hope it compels us to go and make disciples of all nations. And it starts with our family, our friends, our relatives, people that we work with in the office, in the campus. You go out there and preach this message. Now, our message today would be based on Acts chapter 10, but we won't go through the whole Acts 10. It's a story about Peter and Cornelius. We won't go through Peter and Cornelius. We'll go to the second half after Peter preached to Cornelius. Now, let me give you a background of Cornelius. Cornelius was a God-fearing man, but he wasn't a Christian. He loves God, but he wasn't saved. And so, because Cornelius was a Gentile, in the New Testament times, mga disciples, they preached the gospel to the Jews. And now God was saying, it's now time to spread the gospel to the Gentiles. And so God had to talk to Peter. And God talked to Peter through a vision. While he was praying uh, on his roof, out came this image of unclean animals. Mga bawal kainin. Like giraffe, monkey, no, right? All these unclean animals, right? And then, and then God tells Peter, eat this. Peter said, I can't eat it. Eat it. No, I can't eat it. To cut the long story short, the message of God was, Peter, it's now time for the gospel to be preached, not just to the Jews, but to the Gentiles. Not only to whom you think are the chosen people, but to the entire known world, the Gentile world. And on the other hand, on another side of the city, God showed up in Cornelius' house and tells Cornelius, send a messenger to this address, find a name, man named Peter and bring him here. And so, Peter went to Cornelius' house, preached the gospel. Cornelius and the whole household got saved, got baptized. And then after that, this was the start of Peter's ministry to the Gentiles. Paul followed suit and started preaching to the Gentiles. Diba kaya nga si 
Paul yung naging apostle to the Gentile world. And his main goal actually was the Roman citizens. That's why he loved to be in prison because he would preach the gospel to the Roman guards. You cannot stop him from preaching. So, the Gentile includes us. We're not Jews, we're Gentiles. And because of this, okay, the gospel now spread through the entire known world because God says it's about time that we open the gospel, not just to whom you think, uh, a people group that deserves it, but to everyone else. And so after this encounter with Cornelius, Peter then wrote down these thoughts. In verse 34 of, of Acts chapter 10, and it says, So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality. Peter was saying, you know what? God does not look at the color of your skin. God doesn't look at your financial status or marital status. It doesn't matter if you're black, you're white, you're yellow, you're Chinese, you're Filipino, you're European. It doesn't matter you're rich or you're poor. God doesn't look at us that way. God looks at us as people, His people. He shows no partiality. Everyone is equal in the eyes of God. He does not respect a certain people group more than the other. Okay? And, he, and Peter said, now I understand that God shows no partiality. This message is not just for the Jews, it's for everyone. So a breakthrough is about to happen here because now Peter's eyes were open. Dapat pala sa lahat to. Hindi lang to pang mahirap, pang mayaman din. Hindi lang to pang, di ba? Hindi lang to pang English speaking, pang Tagalog din to, pang Chinese din to. Wow, this is for everyone. And then in verse 35, But in every nation, anyone who fears Him and does what is right is acceptable to Him. Peter was clear with the message of the gospel. That the result of the preaching of the gospel is that people would have a healthy fear of God and that people would obey Him. Obey God. Because a lot of times, the gospel that is being preached today has been so sugar-coated that the result is not a fear of the Lord or obedience to the call of God, but really just a way for me to experience prosperity and blessing. You know, if you receive Christ, you will have no more problems. That was not the message. And that's why the early church was so influential, because the message was right. When the gospel is being preached, the result would be people would fear Him, and people would obey the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It made a lot of difference in the culture of the past. Because they knew this is the gospel. It would transform lives. Hindi lang to pampagaan ng buhay. Hindi lang to ticket to heaven. This would transform people. This would bring people to their knees and bow down before this king and before this Lord. That was the gospel. It was a call to fear and obey God. Look at Isaiah Verse 52, verse 7 in the Old Testament. How beautiful of the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God, what? Reigns. The message was, Jesus reigns. God reigns. And as God reigns, peace comes. As God reigns, good tidings come. As God reigns, salvation comes. That was the message. And people embraced this message. Now look at verse 36, Acts 10, 36. Sabi niya, as for, the, as for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. 
What was the message that Paul was, Peter was preaching? He said it was a message of number one, a message of peace. A reconciliation between a fallen world and a God who saves. The gospel, the message of the gospel, what we preached about last week, Jesus came to save the world from their sin, and so He reconciled the world to the Father. There was peace, a peace that the world cannot give. And our result, no gospel message, there's going to be peace. When you say peace, what that means is your level of insecurity continues to go down because there's peace. You do not worry. Why? There's peace in Christ. That's why if you look at your life, assess. Lagi ba ako worry Am I always worrying? Am I always not at peace? It's maybe I've never encountered the Prince of Peace. Maybe I don't get the message yet. And that's why I'm always, you know, distracted by the things of this world because I'm trying to look for that peace that I cannot get. Ang kanta mo, kalayu I still haven't found what I've been looking for. You keep looking for it and you can't find it. Why? Because it's found in Christ. And it was a message of peace. It's called shalom. Shalom means nothing missing, nothing broken. Ganda ng message ng shalom, no? And they would use that greeting to greet the early Christians. Shalom. There's nothing missing about you. There's nothing broken about you. Peace. Supernatural peace. A message of peace. Look at Isaiah 57.19. I create the fruit of the lips. Peace. Peace to him who is far off and to him who is near, says the Lord. And I will heal them. If you look at the Old Testament and you look at Acts 10, there's a lot of similarities of the message. It was a message of peace and a message of the Lordship of Christ. It was a message of peace and it was a message of healing. In Isaiah and in the book of Acts. It's amazing. Let's look at verse 36 again. It says, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. It was not only a message of peace. It's a message that you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. It was a message of Lordship. Peace comes when Jesus is made Lord. That's why a lot of people cannot find peace. Because they haven't made Jesus the Lord of their life. No matter what humans would do, or what human government or power would do to promise peace, it will never be eternal or everlasting. Wala. Wala kang makita sa history. That peace has become so everlasting. Why? Because the peace that humans can give is nothing compared to what Christ can give. And where can we find that peace? Only if we make Jesus the Lord of our lives. He's King. His Lord. He's everything that I need. I bow down to Him. You are my Master. You are my everything. That's what I said. We just came from Bohol. First time, no? Grade 3 when I studied about Chocolate Hills. Hindi ko alam. Kala ko kinarved ng tao talaga yon Yung ginawa nila. Hindi pala. It was really God-made. Right? And it's so wonderful. And then you look at the beaches. White sand, clear water. You could see everything down there. It's amazing. It's, it's so wonderful. But I also realized while I was there, I'm not a beach person, but I did enjoy it. But when I was there, wow, this is so beautiful. But no matter how beautiful this is, whether I've I go to Bohol or not, I think I'm so contented with life already. 
Yes, I appreciate Chocolate Hills, though you have to climb 220 steps to enjoy it more, which I didn't appreciate because you have to pay 50 pesos for it <laughs> to punish yourself. But whether I see the hills or not, it's okay. It's okay. I have everything that I need in Christ. And that's the prayer. That everyone gets to that point of supernatural peace because you've made Christ the Lord of your life. Lord, you na, okay na. You're everything that I need. And it's so hard today in a very enti- entitled materialistic world to come to that point, whether I go to Bohol or not, whether I go to another country or not, it doesn't really matter. I'm content because Jesus, you're my King. You are my Lord. I have everything. I have supernatural peace. And it only happens when you make Jesus the Lord of your life. Verse 37. You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed. Now Peter was talking to the crowd and saying, You are all witnesses of this, what I'm about to say. And I want you to listen up because you saw this. And I'm proclaiming it to you. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. What was Peter saying? Sinajani Peter na sabihin, Jesus of Nazareth. Why? Because nothing good comes out of Nazareth. He says, you've seen this. How God appointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. What Peter was doing was, the same way Jesus modeled ministry and how to do mission, it's the same way we're going to do mission. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit. He moved in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus of Nazareth. It doesn't matter what your background is. Once you receive the power of the Holy Spirit, something supernatural happens. Whether you're from Nazareth, you're from Capo, you're from Makati, whatever background you have, anumang family name mo, anong family lineage mo, it doesn't really matter. You have to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus commanded them, go to the upper room and wait for the Holy Spirit to come. Do not do any ministry. I know you're excited. I resurrected from the dead. I know you're excited, but wait for the gift. Because once the gift comes, it will empower you. In short, do not do anything without the power of the Holy Spirit. You have to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. You have to be dependent on the Holy Spirit. In whatever you do, whatever mission that God has given you, whether you're tomorrow, you're going to work, I do hope your prayer of the day will be, Lord, fill me up with your Holy Spirit today so that I may do your mission. Whether it's a church job, or it's a job that you have outside of church, I do hope you move in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus did the same. He was the Son of God. But He moved in the power of the Holy Spirit. How much more us? We're not Jesus. We're the church of Jesus. Then we need to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. With the power of the Holy Spirit, what did Jesus do? He went about doing good. Healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. As you move in the power of the Holy Spirit, you can do supernatural things like Jesus. You do good, 
and you do healings. I remember there was a time when we were praying for our relatives. Uh, My mother's side had a Christian lineage, but my father's side, they were halo-halo, no? They were mix-mix. They were born-again Roman Buddhists, okay? Whatever gods would work, they'll do it. So with all the gods in our house, okay, just in case one sleeps, the other's awake, right? So we had a lot of gods. <clears throat> and so our family got saved, the siblings got saved, and then my mom got saved. But then my dad was really hard. He doesn't want to do anything about that born again, born again. So we would have our victory group at home for a year, and he would be upstairs. He won't join us. Until it came to a point he was saying, it's really lonely up here. Might as well go down and listen. Went down and joined the victory group. And the pastor did not... It started preaching the gospel and got saved. Right? And he got saved. After he got saved, you know, radical transformation of my dad. Doesn't really speak English, doesn't really read, but he would read his Bible every day out loud. Right? You just know that's his quiet time. And his English proficiency. uh, He would read the Bible out loud because he wanted to understand the scripture. Totally changed. He's actually doing a lot of ministry now. Helping churches in the province. right, And helping different pastors in the body of Christ. But because his life was transformed. right. But then our prayer was ever prayer and fasting. We would ask God, Lord please, by the power of your Holy Spirit... Use our family so that my father's side would be saved. So every, every year, yeah, prayer and fasting, that would be our prayer. Lord, all my titos and titas, 11 siblings on the father's side, all of them would get saved. All of them would be Christians. And so we would try. My dad's birthday, his name is Jesus. Okay? So Jesus accepted Jesus. No? So, you know, and he was born on December 24. And apparently he's a carpenter. Parang Twilight Zone, no? Jesus ang pangalan niya. So, but what my, every, so my dad was so concerned with the family that he wanted to share the gospel to his siblings, but his style was kind of rough. You know, it was like medyo bad boy style. He would go to his mga kapatid niya, sabi niya, alam niyo, kailangan bagong buhay. Tanggapin niyo si Lord, kundi puta kayo impyerno. Okay, ganun. So, wala talagang gusto, no? So, every time he would preach, you know, Alis na yung mga kapatid, pinagtatawa sila, tapos pinagtatawa It wasn't really effective. And so, that was kind of the image. So it was hard to share the gospel because my dad was so rough. He doesn't know. He's not trained. Did not attend our empowering leaders class. And so, he would do that. And so, every reunion, every time it's his birthday, since it's his birthday, they would politely listen. But then there would come a time my mom would stand up and preach the gospel with more grace now. And all of my uncles with their beer would stand up and walk out. All my titas would jeer and laugh and politely listen, but nobody wanted to hear the gospel. And we would pray every year, Lord, I pray, Lord, do something. Holy Spirit, open opportunities for us to preach the gospel. Now, there was one time we had a family reunion, the father's side. All went to the province. Uh, mga Ilocano, mga tatay ko, no? Ilocanong Chinese. No? Deadly combination. Hindi uh, makatights. Okay, so. <coughs> dati, dati, okay. Change. Transformed by the gospel. Ayan yung sinasabi ko. 
You don't have to preach to him. When he encountered God, it was easy. No encounter, it was hard. It was all rules. Now, gather the whole family, and it was Holy Week. And so my dad was helping the different churches in the province, and they had this event. It was a Holy Week special. Sa probinsya, wala namang entertainment, di ba? So Holy Week, everybody would be in the town gym. And so they rented the gym, the whole church united together, and they were going to preach the seven last words of Jesus. One hour per word, per seven last words. That's seven hours of solid preaching on an electric fan gym at a very hot summer day. Imagine, seven hours. So all of us were there. Okay? One pastor after the other. But since my dad gave some money, sabi ko nga, brusco tatay ko, sabi niya sa organizer, pa-preach mo tong anak ko, ah. Okay. Kung di, di ko kayo papakain. Nela ka lang. Okay. Something to that effect. No, but kami naman, Lord. So sabi ng pastor, siguro, out of, you know, out of respect, okay, he can get the eighth slot. The eighth hour. Alright? Man, it was a long day. Some people, when they're bald, they came out with long hair. It was really long. It was long, long preaching. Everybody was tired, perspiring, and I was the eighth guy. Now, I'm not a preacher. I was a college student. All I knew was this very simple four-point message on preaching the gospel. It's called the four spiritual laws. It was a yellow track that I was trained to do to talk to strangers and preach the gospel. I said, I'll just use the track and maybe ten... I was sensitive to the people. Okay? And I said, I'll preach for 10 minutes. Because okay? I'm the eighth guy. So I was the eighth. I went there, preached a very simple message, four-point message about the gospel. And then I ended and I said, anyone here who wants to receive Jesus? You know, if you're not a pastor at that time, I was not a pastor then. You know, you really, really, really have to, Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, anoint me. I'm the eighth guy. Nobody will listen. Who am I? Right? I was forced to because my dad is powerful in this province. Lord, right? So please, God, do something. Anoint me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, may I preach with power. And I know it's a 10-minute message. And then I said, anyone who wants to receive Christ, a few handful raised their hands. I was praying. And as I was praying for people to receive Christ, just the Holy Spirit prompted me, start praying for those who are sick. I'm about to bring healing. I've never done that at the big crowd like this. The gym was full. And all I knew was what I saw on TV. Be healed. That's what I knew. I had no experience whatsoever. So, okay. So, okay, Lord, let's do this. Right? And then I prayed. Now, and I said, now, who among you here, you're sick. Gusto niyo pagalingin kayo ni Lord. Hindi ko alam, buong probinsya may sakit. So, nagulat ako. So, ano ba to? Wholesale na lang natin. Spirit of God! <laughs> di ba? Imagine ko na, nahuhulog sila lahat. Di ba? One more God! Di ba? So, so, okay, what will I do now? Right? Again, rookie, didn't know what to do. But then, I, I just said, oh, Oh, dami pala. Sabi ko, di ba? ano na lang, pagpe-pray na lang natin, pero lahat na nandito sa harapan, lapit kayo. Pagpe-pray namin kayo. Mga pastor, I invited the pa- Let's lay hands. But then, surprisingly, I forgot all the faces. Literally, I forgot all the faces already, except a few handful. It was my tito and my titas. 
na may mga sakit. Alright? And they wanted prayer for healing. And they were so touched with the 10-minute message, they came forward, they wanted to receive Christ, and they wanted the healing. But I think they wanted the healing more than Christ at that time. Alright? And so I prayed for them. And, and, you know, it was a wonderful moment for our family. I had to wait eight hours for this to happen on that day. But they got saved. And I knew something really hit their heart. You know why? They started, you know, you know Chinese. Chinese, we don't touch. Chinese, we bow. You know, we're not touchy, touchy, you know. We're not. And so at the time when we were praying, they were hugging me. They were kidding. It was awkward, you know. It was, it was different. It was not us. But you just knew walls were broken and, and now they were receiving it. And at that time, one by one, my cousins got saved. Through the years, God saved. Now everyone is uh, part of a local church in the province and here in the city. Everybody got saved because of that an opportune time when God opened the door, though we had to wait eight hours, okay? When God opened that door for me to preach the gospel, even though I wasn't trained, I wasn't seasoned, I just needed to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you go to our December 24 reunions, Unahan yan sa microphone ng gustong magsalita to preach the gospel. Every year, somebody's preaching the gospel. It's a cousin, it's an aunt, it's my mom, it's my dad now who's a little more trained and graceful. But it has changed because you go, I go back to that day when the gospel was preached and their hearts were open because number one, okay, they wanted to receive also healing. Okay? It was a message of healing. And for some, this would be your entry point. Some of you, you're here today because God healed you. Or somebody prayed for, your, for you to get healed. That was the entry point. But I hope that's not your motivation. That's why you're staying. I hope your motivation is the message of the Lordship of Christ. And because they got healed, now they're in a church, now they're active, now they're walking in the Lord. But that was an open door. It was a message of healing. One of my favorite verses, Luke 10, 19. It says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. That was the authority given to us, to trample. Sa Tagalog, ano sabi Pastor Tito? Yurakan. Yurakan. Okay? Tagalog ko kasi paglasal, itrample. Okay? <laughs> trample ang ehas. Okay? Itrample mo yan. Okay? Trample natin. Trample. Okay. You trample. Okay. You destroy it. You pulverize it. That's the authority given to us. What according to Acts 10, what, what kind of sickness? Those that were oppressed by the devil. I just want you to note, not all sickness are from, is from the devil. Some sick, sickness it's from you. You eat a lot of prohibited stuff. Okay. So kahit na anong prayer mo minsan kasi pinagpe-pray namin yung lecture namin. Lord, make this organic and grass-fed in the name of Jesus. Okay, nothing will happen, alright? Though my wife do pray powerful prayers when we eat buffet. Lord, increase our metabolism, Lord. So, hindi siya tumataba. Ako, siguro karnal kasi ako no, pag kumakain. But there's power. You've been given authority. And use that. As people on a mission, ang antena natin always up. What are opportunities where I can now go and, and enter and preach the gospel? Somebody sick in the office. Man, that's an opportunity for me to go out there and say, can I just pray for you? I heard you're sick. I heard there's something. You heard someone who's sick. 
Incurable disease, lapitan mo na, pag-pray mo. Believe God for supernatural healing. Why? Our message is a message of healing. And if it's oppressed by the devil, if you're given that authority, that sickness would go away. Because it's of the devil. And you're taking authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. Because you've overcome the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. That's the message of healing. Just the power and healing in this verse that we can see in Acts 10. Also in Luke 10. Acts 10.39. It says, And we are all witnesses of all that He did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put Him to death by hanging Him on a tree. You see, the message of peace, the message of Jesus as King and Lord, the message of the power that's found in the Holy Spirit, and the message of healing is only possible because of these next three verses. Paul says, you're all witnesses of this. You've seen this. Some of you might have cheered on when this was happening. You've seen this guy walk down our streets. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. Jesus died for you and me. Peter was now preaching. But God raised him on the third day and made him to appear. And that's the power of this God that we worship. The God that has given us this mission is not a dead God. He's a God who's alive. Jesus was crucified, raised again on the third day, resurrected and appeared to everyone. And then Peter said this, not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses who ate and drank with Him after He rose from the dead. What was Peter saying? This is real because what? We ate with Him. We drank with Him. This was not a ghost, a force, or a spirit. This is a resurrected Jesus. And you've seen thousands were eyewitnesses to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I'm just saying it as it is to you. What he was saying is, we've seen this guy. Died, resurrected, and now ascended up to heaven. This is our God. This is the message. It was a message of hope in Christ. Now we can hope as a church. Because we know that the God that we worship is alive. There's hope. Christians are people of hope. Because we understood. He died, He resurrected, and He ate and drank with us. We've experienced Him. There's hope that's found in Christ. And so He said, He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that He's the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. Peter now says, now that you know this message, go and preach this. But then he doesn't end there. Oh, by the way, he said, he's also appointed as what? As judge of the living and the dead. This was a message of judgment. One day, all of us will be judged. This is what I'm saying about early on, the first verse. It was, a gospel, it was a message of peace, but it was through the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Why? Because if you look at Acts 10 now, and you look at Acts 10.42, you would see because He is King and He is Lord, He is also appointed as judge. We will all be judge. Generation natin ayaw ma-judge, no? Mahina tayo pag na-judge tayo. Pero sa totoo lang, this God has every right to judge us. 
Why? He's the only God who is sinless. He's a God who's holy. And He's a God of justice. There's a message of judgment. And it's true. We can't take this out. Hebrews 9.27 And as it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, what? The judgment. Everybody in this room will be judged. Judge according to our works. Judge according to our faith. We can't escape this. Why? God appointed Jesus as judge of the living and the dead. We will be judged. But, two sides of the same coin. There's something here. On one side, He is a God of justice. God appointed Jesus as judge. But I want you to look at verse 43. It did not end at verse 42. Oh, one day you will be judged, huh? Siguro natakot na lahat, di ba? Why? We can never reach the standards of a holy God. But then, Peter ends with this. To him of the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him, the righteous judge, receives forgiveness of sins through his name. He is a God of justice on one side. We all love justice, right? We cry for justice. When something is done to us that's wrong, we cry justice. But at the same time, if we do something wrong, what do we cry for? Mercy. We don't want the justice. But on the other side of the coin, it's not a message of judgment, but a message of forgiveness. For anyone who believes in me will receive the forgiveness of sins. You see? Two sides of the coin. We cannot negate the fact that He is appointed as judge of the living and the dead. And we will all face God. But the good news, verse 43, once you believe in Him, He says you will receive the forgiveness of sin. And just like the two realities of the cross last week, it's the two realities of God. His justice. And some people see God just as a judge. Kaya maraming takot sa Kanya. Why? It's all justice. Hindi nila matake, how can God forgive me? On the other side, if you believe in Him, you will receive forgiveness. That's our God. In His justice, He said, something must be done. And the only way, two ways. Number one, kill everyone. Why? We've all offended the Holy God. Or option number two, send someone to die for us. Jesus. Appointed as judge, but also appointed as Savior. Grabe yung message, no? Grabe talagang Christianity. Once you study Scripture, once you see the heart of God, you know, the response would always be, Lord, you're so good. Lord, why save me? I've been rebelling ever since 1979. All I do is rebel and sin against you. But your grace is so amazing. You know, as we are people on a mission, you have to understand, don't just preach a message of judgment, but also a message of forgiveness. The same way, don't just preach a message of forgiveness and love, 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 love. Wala nang holiness ni Lord. 
Kaya walang suntok ng mga simbahan ngayon. Maraming simbahan ngayon. Bakit? Love, 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 love. Eh, lahat naman ng reliyon, love, 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 love. Eh. But God appointed Jesus as judge. For you to appreciate the good news of forgiveness, you have to understand the bad news of judgment. Kaya nga good news kasi may bad news. Hindi magiging good news ang good news pag walang bad news. Bad news, we're all judged. Good news is, if we believe in Him, we will receive forgiveness. This is the message. As we embrace the mission of God, this is the message that we're going to preach. A God who's just, but a God who's ready to forgive anybody who believes in His name. Let's bow down our heads and pray. Lord, we thank You. Lord, we thank You for Your Word. Lord, we thank You for who You are. Lord, we thank You because You are a God who gives us peace. You are a God who is in control. You are King. You are Lord. You are a God who empowers us with the Holy Spirit. Lord, You are a God who brings healing to those who are sick and oppressed by the devil. Lord, You are a God who brings hope. And You are also a God who brings judgment. But Lord, I thank You because the story does not end in judgment. It ends with redemption, forgiveness, that there's hope for me, that there's no hopeless case in this room. Everybody can receive the forgiveness of sin through Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph resources podcasts.